Leeds, you just weren't going to win the game. Why does you have to go and score, man? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Black and White FPL podcast. And you're joined by... I said podcast. We'll run it, we'll run it. You're joined by just me today. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to lie, me, Mill, I completely forgot that we were meant to record today. Uh, More so me, uh, because I'm only the fucker that has to organise it. But yeah, I had work yesterday, so couldn't record after the uh, the Wednesday games. So yeah, definitely squeezing this one in a little bit late. But yeah, uh, just me today. Uh, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, because your boys had an absolute stonker this week. Ladies and gentlemen, the bench boost came through, the wildcard prep in 26, paid dividends, and I came out the end with a 133 score. I think that might be my highest ever in, in fantasy. I might be wrong there, I'm not too sure. But I think that might be my highest score ever. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of big scores float around this week. A uh, couple of 140s. 150s, uh, 120s, 130s, like myself. Yeah, very, very happy. Very, very happy. Um, yeah, like since since the wild card, you know, ended the wild card week in 26 uh, on I think it was about 700k. Yeah, 764k. I'm now up to 247k in the world highest I've been this season, uh, and I am just very happy with how this this has panned out so far. Um, still a lot of work to do, but. Top 100k is the goal. Top 100k is the goal. And also winning this fucking mini league as well. Nick, I'm coming for your ass, my mate. Uh, I, yeah, very, very happy. Uh, we'll do a quick team rundown for us. Uh, so, yeah, both goalkeepers, David Rea and Jason Steele, combining for 18 points. Rea with an incredible six-pointer um, in that first game against Brighton. 11 saves. Uh, could have had a pen save in there as well, and that would have got him up another seven points because that would have probably put him in top bonus. Uh, would have got another save, obviously, for saving the penalty and obviously five points for the pen save. So that would have been mental if he came up the end with that one. Uh, and I think that would have been more beneficial for me if McAllister didn't score that and uh, Rhea saved it. I think it would have been more beneficial with the net gain. So, yeah, that's fine. And then Jason Steele got a fucking assist. <laughs> you what? Mental stuff. Mental. Couldn't believe it. Uh, uh, Jason Rhea. Jason Rhea? Jason Steele uh, with 10 points as well. Clean sheet against Bournemouth as well there. Uh, Kieran Trippier, 14 points. Uh, and Sven Bottom with nine. Definitely could have been two clean sheets for both of them. But uh, yeah, again, another just silly mistake to concede to Kurt Zuma against West Ham, which was a bit annoying. Uh, Rico Henry, three points. Wasn't expecting too much from him. He was really the, just the, just the place all there, really. He was just there because he had a double. Um, and then a stupid hand with seven as well. We take that. Uh, Rashford with 12. Obviously didn't captain him. Bit annoying. Um, but at least he didn't go huge, which would have stunted my rank a bit more, but him scoring definitely dropped us a few places, would have definitely preferred him to blank. Um, but, I mean, you know, points are points, you know, you take them at the end of the day. Uh, McAllister with nine, he was me vice. Uh, yeah, a bit annoying that I didn't end up captaining him. Uh, he was definitely one of the players that I had in big consideration to captain. But nine points from him, we take it, considering especially how still low ownership he is. You know, he's only eight point four percent owned, so any any points are any points are again. Uh, Harvey Barnes with nine as well was a lovely treat. Two point three percent ownership for him again. More differential points there. James Madison, the captain, was oh, very annoying with eight points. Obviously, me and Miller both went Madison captain. Uh, could have had an assist if Harry Suter could just aim his head off properly. But yeah, it's a bit of a shame that he didn't return. 
again, he's been really unlucky. He's been really, really unlucky recently. Um, just for people not putting away his chances. Uh, and then the two strikers, Tony with 11, and then Watkins, 17 points. Whoa. Big, big stuff. Um, it's mental that a few weeks ago I was saying, you know, there's no chance of selling Erling Haaland for Ollie Watkins. But hey, here we are. And look, he's he's turned out he's turned out pretty well, hasn't he? So, you know, Ollie mate, cheers. And then rest of the bench boost, um, Kane with seven. Ben White with eight. Again, it could have been 14 points for him if he kept that clean sheet going. Uh, that was, oh, God. Leeds just weren't going to win the game. Why do you have to go and score, man? Fuck's sake. These, these bastards cannot... Keep a clean sheet at home, man. Really annoying. And then Saka getting benched as well is quite annoying for the bench boost. Um, you know, he starts, definitely ups his chance to get a return, especially against Leeds. So, uh, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, I can't really beat myself up. You can't beat yourself up with, that, with a score like that. So, yeah, 133, but a rank gain of about 140k places this week. Lovely stuff. Uh, Miller, a little bit, little bit worse. Uh, only nine points above the average, 89 for him. Uh, back four or return from Pope Pinnock Trippier a stupid hand Pinnock with another goal for him as well that's lovely stuff um, Rashford with 12 Saka with one bit of nine for him there and then March with eight and Madison with the eight on captaincy as well and then we've got uh, Kane, Isaac and Ferguson who yeah I was sit and um, I think he'll take that to be quite honest with his front three especially considering Isaac benched for the West Ham game got himself a goal after benched arms on the hips Cold as fuck, and then Ferguson as well. I was telling him, you know, he's a he's a bit of a danger asset. He's a bit of a danger asset to have. You know, he's a good, very good player, but I mean, you're you're risking him not starting. So yeah, seven points. I think he'll take that. I think he'll take that. Uh, but eighty nine definitely not the best considering the uh, the average for this week. Uh, only two, only uh, four players from our uh, mini league got a hundred plus points, uh, and as I was mentioned, I'm ten points off the top spot. So yeah, mini league glory is the main thing that I want. But a top 100k would be lovely. And to be fair, if I get a top 100k, I probably probably won the mini league as well. So yeah, Nick, my friend, it's going to be a good battle um, for the people below as well. It's going to be a good battle. It's definitely still tight. It's anyone's game. Um, I'm only uh, what is that? I'm only 19 points ahead of Miller now in third. So. Yeah, definitely going to be a, a tight end to the uh, to the uh, mini-league. But I'm hoping a game week 34 free hit can uh, get me through that. But we'll get on to that later. Um, so yeah, we need, to talk about, we need to talk about a couple of things first. Though, mainly being uh, injury woes. So let's start off with Erling Haaland, who has been cleared this morning by Pep Guardiola to start um, against Southampton. It's weird that Pep's with him were some concrete and good information for once, um, which is very nice to see. Very, very nice to see that um, he's fit to start. He's definitely coming with me this week. Um, I've made, I, I say definitely, I've already made the move. Tony out, Haaland in. It's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Southampton coming up. And I think, especially with my structure going into 32, again, it's, it just makes it even more, more of a no-brainer. Like, I've only got four currently. That blank going into game week thirty, um, going into game week thirty-two. It's technically five because I got steel, but I would have benched him anyway. So yeah, I've got three, three open bench slots um, for outfield players. I'll obviously be starting Rhea in thirty-two, but yeah, I think definitely the people who are you know heavily invested in Brighton. That's obviously going to be a lot of people. Like most people have got two or three at the minute. A lot of people are on. A lot of people could be on double man U as well. Um, I've not seen many with with without double man U. To be quite honest, I'm one of the I'm one of the only ones that I've seen with single man U um, on on Twitter at least, 
which is nice. I think that's a nice spot to be in, considering how they were in the double. Obviously, not good at all against Newcastle, and wasn't really too convincing against Brentford, was it? Um, so yeah, and then obviously people are still sitting on Liverpool players. Um, actually, why did I mention Liverpool? They don't blank. What am I saying? Um, yeah, but mainly the Man U and the Brighton assets uh, might put people off getting Haaland in. But even then, if you're free hitting 32, there's there's not really much much to worry about if that's going to be your your outcome anyway. So. Yeah, I think Haaland in is is more than an easy uh, choice this week, for me at least. A, le- a little less of an easy choice is Luke Shaw. No, he picked up a knock against Brentford, came off before he could get the clean sheet points, which again, mini-league, that was lovely because Nick's got Luke Shaw, thank you. Um, yeah, he came off before he could get the clean sheet points in that first half. And yeah, it's definitely an interesting spot to be put in. I mean, it's harder for me to judge on it considering I am without Shaw. Um, it's weird because obviously I think he's been ruled out for this Everton game from what I've seen on Twitter. So, yeah, again, it's a, it's a weird one because you're on him for you're on him for these fixtures right now. You're obviously bought him for the double and obviously Blank's come 32. It's worth, it's worth having a thought about if you want to sell him or not because there's options to go down. Um, Palace coming into a good run. Villa are looking good defensively, you know, if you want to scoop up, Ty- scoop up Tyro and Mings. Uh, I don't think it's too late to get on a Newcastle defender as well to add to Trippier. Uh, but if you're on if you're on free hit 32, again, it's something to consider because, you know, even then, like, selling Shaw, you might want to reconsider. Selling Shaw, if people are on free hit 32, you that might even lead to people reconsidering their plans if you want a free hit 34 instead. <clears throat> You know, getting rid of a man new asset. You know, you're taking getting rid of a man new asset for a playing player for 32. You know that makes that might make free at 32 a lot less enticing for you. Because if you're buying, if you you bought Shaw with most likely the intention to hold with Everton and Forest coming up, and then you've got and then after that Spurs then going into a double with a nice running. So yeah, it's the same thing with Fernandez as well. Um, you know, if you've got him now, you probably hold Fernandez, don't you? It's not really worth chopping and changing if you bought if, if you because most people when they brought him in, they brought him in for the long run, didn't they? So yeah, it would take some drastic changes to really consider selling them. I mean, for me, I for me they weren't really doing it for us just from a structure standpoint. I was like, I was debating, I was flirting with the idea of Fernandez, uh, but again, it wasn't feasible for me to get. Holland in this week if I did go for him instead of Madison and yeah Rashford's definitely not, Rashford's definitely not going obviously not you know when he's you know he's, he's fit there's no point in flogging him even with the blank coming up so yeah there's not really much point in me selling him there as well so yeah quick little injury run down there those are the main two that people are looking at um, but that's that's really about it for for headaches that wise and you know I've mentioned in game week 32 and 34 and let's let's move on to that so yeah as mentioned prior podcasts this podcast I'm free hitting 34 um it's very easy for me to navigate 32 with my structure right now and I think that is just the the way more beneficial way to go down it um I've not looked too in depth at the the fixtures in 32 they do look quite nice mainly for the singles uh, mainly for the player, mainly for the teams that don't blank. Obviously, it's singles, not a fucking double game, you idiot. Um, yeah, there's definitely room for people to go different. Uh, 
on this one. Uh, I think a lot of people hop on Liverpool going into this one. Uh, there's scope for Fulham players if you want to hop on a Solomon. Uh, you can stay on the Leicester boys if you want. They're playing Wolves. West Ham against Bournemouth. You know, there's a slot for Bowen there. And then uh, and then Arsenal, obviously, as well as Southampton. If you're only on double, you'll probably triple up, won't you? So, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a good week to free hit. I'm not going to lie. I just think the gains are way better for 34. And I'm going to explain why now. So, yeah, as I mentioned, the way I'm going to navigate through 32, by the way, a stupid hand is probably my most disposable asset at the minute. Um... Look, he's just very easy replaceable. He's one of the, you know, just a cheap 4.5 to 4.8 million defender that you can just swap around uh, quite freely. Who I'll bring him in for is a different question. Um, I'll have to put some thought into that prior to the game week, definitely. Because I'm not too sure how I would bring in. I'm not too sure who I would bring in. Um, Palace, as mentioned, have a nice, nice run in. Uh, Everton, Wolves, West Ham going up in 34. They've got Spurs in between that, but then 36 to 38, they've got Bournemouth, Fulham and Forest. So, yeah, there's definitely space and room for clean sheets there. Definitely. Villa as well do look quite nice. Uh, Brentford and Fulham before that double, uh, for the double game week, where they just play Man United, who, you know, where I'd probably well uh, free hit off them. So, and then going out about Wolves and Spurs with Liverpool and Brighton to end. So it's not the nicest running. Definitely not the nicest running compared to what we've just had and the form that we've been on. But, yeah, like, with the form I've been on, it's hard to really ignore them at the minute. So, yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely something to consider for me. So, yeah, a stupid hand would be going out and then that would allow me to field 11 players. I'm going into 33. It would most likely be Matoma, to be quite honest. Um, bringing in him for someone that person being I do not know who to be quite honest because yeah Rashford Saka Barnes Madison McAllister it's a nice midfield and obviously you'd be thinking oh get rid of one of the Leicester boys they're playing Leeds but it is Leeds at home it is Leeds at home so I think I'd probably back my two at the outscore Barnes or Madison in that week I'm not going to lie to you so yeah I'd probably be my two in just to have him there for going forward and not just getting him in on a free hit and then having to get him in 35 for one I'm going forward so yeah that'll probably be my move for 33 and then 34 like I said doubles I wanted to attack this I wanted to attack this like my free hit last season was it was it was mainly defensive but it turned out being such a great offensive move that it just reaped dividends I think I finished just outside the top 10k of the week that one Um, it was when uh, City won 7-0 against uh, Leeds it was and it was just an incredible week and I somehow only managed to field uh, 9 players in that week because of some weird as shit injuries I think Guaita had a broken finger which I didn't hear anything about and I brought him on the free hit and then Ryan Nuri as well got ruled out of training and I only found out that he wasn't starting literally a minute before the game started uh, after the Wolves Twitter account announced it so that was annoying would have had more points from that. But yeah, I remember like Foden did the business, De Bruyne. Um, I had Conta come off the bench. I, I had quite a few, I had some really good returns. I think I finished on 82 points for that week, which was mental, considering how I think a lot of people were just playing sparse teams. And to be fair, it worked out quite well because we obviously got the second free hit that season, but enough on the past. Um, 
Yeah, so the doublers in um, 34, you've got Brighton playing Wolves and Man U. Uh, you've got Fulham playing City and Liverpool. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Not a chance of going near them. Uh, Liverpool playing Spurs and Fulham. Decent double. City have the best one with Fulham and West Ham. That's a quality double. Um, definitely going to be tripling up on those. Uh, you've got Man U playing Villa and Brighton. And then you've got West Ham playing City and Man City and Palace. So, with that being said, it's probably going to be triple City, you know, triple Brighton probably as well. Double Liverpool, potentially. Uh, Salah will definitely be in for that one, 100%. And then it's a case of whether, you know, do I want Trent? Do I want Darwin? Um, Man U, I'll have a couple as well. Rashford will obviously be in for that. And then it's a case of who else do I want, really? Do I want Shaw? Do I want Fernandez? Anyone else in there? West Ham, there's room for a Bowen, potentially. But again, with the midfield picks I was talking up there, you know, Rashford's going to be in, Salah's going to be in. Probably going to want two of the Brighton boys of McAllister, March, Matoma. If not, even a triple up if I want to, if I really, really wanted to. But I don't think there might not be too much room for goals there. Couldn't tell you. Um, defence, I don't know, I'm not too sure if I'd swear it or not. And you've then got, obviously, Fulham and West Ham, where, yeah, it's minimal, if any, options from those two. So, with that standpoint, probably locks for that week, like I said. Rashford from City, Haaland's obviously going to be in. Edison's probably going to be picked for, goal, for goalie. Salah's going to be in. There's four already. Um, at least two Brighton. There's six. And that's about it for now. That's about it for the locks. And then for the singles, you've obviously got some great ones there as well. Newcastle playing Southampton. I'm going to want trips. I'm going to want trips for that one. Potentially even Isaac. Um, Leeds with Bournemouth. Or Bournemouth with Leeds, no matter what. Whichever way you want to put it. You know, there's, there's, there's a room for both assets, I think, from both teams in that one. It's really hard on what way to call it. So if you want to go for a differential, say... A Billing, Solanke, uh, Sinistera, who just scored over the week. There's, there's options there. Leicester with Everton, if the form can switch, if they're coming in, you know, if they're, if say after 32, win their next two, I'd definitely be looking at them in a more favourable light. Villa with Fulham. Watkins, I don't think you can you can shake him off in that one. And, and then you've got, oh no, sorry, that's him. Week after that's the week before. Sorry, uh, Villa playing Man U, no chance. Um, Brentford with Forest. If Tony's still not suspended, uh, you could definitely look at him for that one. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of options for me to go down, and I just think it's I just think it's a way more offensive move. I just think it's a way more offensive move, and set myself I can set my team up with a lot more doublers than than people will have, depending on structure and all that. Because obviously a lot of people are going to Man U players now. To have them ready for the double, to then free hit thirty two and then have them for thirty four. We're not really doing that with City. Um, you know, if I was to buy, if I was to buy new this week, obviously people are buying Haaland. I can, I'll definitely see. You think you'll definitely see some people buying Grealish and Edison for that week. It's the same thing with Liverpool. That's why they're in, that's why they want to have Salah to bring him forward through this nice run as well. Uh, Leeds and Forest in thirty one, thirty two. Having him for the double would be a uh, would be nice if you're not free hitting. 
so yeah so yeah just it literally just in my opinion it's literally just in my opinion and for the position i'm in right now i think taking a dive away from the chip strategy it's just going to be a fun week. It's just going to be a fun week where I can pick a few differentials up. I can set my squad up with a good few doublers and come out the other end with hopefully a nice points tally while still navigating 32 to the best of my ability and having some good players in there. Because I think after, I think for 32, my team won't be too bad. My team won't be too bad at all, I don't think. Like, you know, I've got Arsenal against Southampton. Um, you know, I could, def- I could definitely go back to, um, to Odegaard if I wanted to for that one uh, over Harvey Barnes who plays who plays Wolves in that one uh, again Brentford I've got rid of but Villa I'll have Watkins I don't think that's too bad of a game at all um, Newcastle we'll just beat we'll beat Spurs in the reverse fixture and then they're not looking good at the minute I'd, I'd back us at home to them 100% and then again there's every chance that Kane scores against us even then, so yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely room for still a respectable points tally, especially cons- especially you know with the context that'll be going up against free hitters. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Obviously, speaking of Leicester, in that one there, let's move on to the managerial executions of the week, which has been a couple. Um, Brendan Rodgers. And Graham Potter both gone. Let's start with Rogers, who obviously Leicester fans they from what I've seen they respect him obviously for what he's done in the past. You know, got them Champions League, um, won them an FA Cup. You know, he came in, he's done, he's came in, he's done well. But his last two seasons have been really poor, really, really poor. Um, it's not been, it's not been good, has it? The standards have been so low. So so low uh, in this season. It's been it's been quite it's been quite limp from these lot. It definitely is it definitely is a, a right move to get rid of him. I think um, riding him out till the end of the season. I think that would have really just caused a lot of animosity within the club. You know they were already wanting his head, and it was down to him to save himself. And he's done that on a couple of occasions this season already. But you know he's he's fallen he's fallen at the final hurdle, hasn't he? And yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they get in. It really will be, because we've still got a great squad. Do um, De Leicester, and I've seen it with like they've got really good individuals like like Barnes, like Madison, Ian Acho. Um, but again, there's there's weak points in that team where you think, God, like White Face has been you know one of the worst centre halves this season. Um, I say that, and I went back. To, I say that like I went back to one of the old podcasts. Um, I went back to one of the old podcasts a few weeks ago and where we did the underrated 11. I don't know if you remember it. I forget what episode it is now. And I put without face in there. I do not know why. I remember he had a good run of... He had a good run of like six, seven games where they were getting the clean sheets and he was playing really well. Now he just he's back to his old like clumsy, clunky self and he's just not good at all. Um, they've not kept a clean sheet since the restart. I think that's about four, what's that, about 14, 13 games that will have been now. It's pathetic. It's pathetic to be quite honest. You know, with Schmeichel going out um, before the start of the season, I think the, you could have said the rating was on the wall. To be fair, from a defensive standpoint, because it's it's never really been consistently good enough 
this season, apart from that run where we were just keeping clean sheets in abundance, thanks to Danny Ward and his ragtag group of defenders in front of him. So, uh, so yeah, do Leicester go down this season? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But time will tell, because we're in for an absolute treat for this relegation fight, let me tell you right now. And then a team that is basically scrapping with him at the minute, it's Chelsea. And Graham Potter's gone. Um... Yeah, they're looking at three managers in one season. Uh, Chelsea, four if you want to cut Bruno Salto. But Frank Lampard has been appointed as interim uh, coach for the time being before we can get the right man in. This is prime Chelsea, in it? <laughs> this is vintage Todd Bowley to get fat Frank back. And I'm all here for it. I am going to love these last eight weeks with, with Lampard at my home. I'm really interested to see what he does now. Because obviously Mount has got his Mount's got his dad back. Um, you know who knows he might he might start Mendy again. Uh, what he does with the forward line is going to be interesting because the squad is the squad is relatively similar. Obviously with just more additions to it. Um, you know I was I've been I've been saying it for time. You know like with with that winter window it's definitely just like you know you're throwing enough shit at a wall and hoping it'll stick. And at the minute not much has stuck, has it? Maybe bar Joe Felix, you know he's who is he, he's playing he's playing like he's playing like the lad at school that just never passes who's who's way better than everyone else but he's he never passes, you know he's trying to do it all by himself and that game against Liverpool was pathetic to watch truly just awful awful viewing like low tier Barclays stuff like if anyone ever asks me what my least favorite game of the league of the season has been. I will honestly, 100 million percent, I will always say Villa versus Southampton in like game week four, I think it was. Just a dreadful nil-nil played out from two terrible sides at the time. That was abysmal. Abysmal from Liverpool and Chelsea. Like truly tragic. Truly, truly tragic. Like these two teams that you associate with high tier, you know, European football you know, fighting for titles, scrapping at each other like they were like championship fodder, like the defending was sloppy, the the passing was just poor, no one could keep the ball well, and like, you know, Chelsea got the foothold, but only probably because that Liverpool team was so weak and rusty, you know, so many just clumsy mistakes, like Canate was just looking sluggish, Simakas, just awful, that game, he was really bad, Curtis Jones falling over his own feet, and you still couldn't beat them. And you still couldn't beat them. So, yeah. Definitely interesting. Um, but back to Potter, like... Again, it's been it's been a nightmare for him, hasn't it? It's been an absolute nightmare. It's definitely not what I thought was going to happen. Definitely not what I was, thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to sort these lot out. He's going to get his signings in, in the, in the winter, and sort the team out. But he obviously hasn't. He obviously hasn't. And it's been quite pathetic because, you know, where does he go from here now? Can the big teams trust him? You know, how does he get his career back on track right now? I think I've seen a lot of people saying Leicester. It wouldn't surprise us if he goes there, to be quite honest. And it would definitely have to be a... It would be a good project for him if he did go there because, you know, the goal would obviously be to get himself back to some sort of mid-table mid-table security, I think would be the, the main goal at this point after the last two seasons I've had. Um... So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with with him going forward and with but with Chelsea though it's it's a write off this season hundred percent. Um, 
I don't think Frank will get these through to the Champions League uh, to Champions League glory. I don't think he will. You know, with Potter, I think there was a there was an element of hope, in my opinion. I was almost thinking, you know, it would be very Chelsea to to go and to go and win the Champions Champions League like this. You know, in no way similar to how they did it in twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty one? I can't remember. Twenty twenty one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, in no way similar to that. But if if they do go and win it, it's it's mad. It's mad because <laughs> there's every chance Frank stays in a job if he does that. There's every chance Frank does. Uh, but we never know. The twisted mind of Todd Bowley is one to be studied by science once he leaves this earth, to be quite honest, because it's... I do not know with this fella anymore. I thought he was smart, and now he's like... And now, like, just everything's falling apart. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those two. Um, and whether Rodgers and Potter both stay in the Prem. So, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's round off this pod, though. With captaincy and transfers, obviously I've mentioned Haaland was the move in for me. If you've already got him, to be quite honest, if you've already got Haaland, say you just held him on the bench or something like that, if you weren't bench boosting this week and you decided to hold him, Rowling could be the one. Rowling could be the one because I think that would be... That, I mean, obviously Haaland's like basically everyone's move at this point. And yeah, Rowling could be could be the one for you. It's obviously team dependent. I don't know everyone's fucking teams, do I? So... Uh, yeah, definitely have a think about that one and see see what your thoughts are. Because rolling going up to 32, I think, could be definitely beneficial if you're not free-hitting then and you need two transfers to get yourself out of a sticky situation to field 11 or 10. So, uh, so yeah, definitely definitely have that in your mind. Um, and then for captaincy, it's a, it's a weird one. Again, um, Watkins, is, Watkins is up there for me, 100%. I think you need to consider him after what he's been doing. But I think now that I bought Holland, and I really can't, I really can't stop giving him the eyes. I don't think I can bring Holland in and not captain him. Um, if I wasn't bringing him in, I think it would have been Watkins, to be quite honest. But yeah, I think I think who else? Rashford. Yeah, home record's great for him. Everton again, not the best team, but we'll see what happens. Rode it out well against Spurs and got the point. Trippier. Again, I think it should be someone you consider. He's coming back into form now as well. That's a nice one. I know we were talking up Trippier last week. That would have been a great, great punt if anyone, if either of us did go for that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Haaland. Though. I think it's going to be Haaland. And, and I, that is going to do it for this podcast. Keeping it relatively short for this one this week. Uh, obviously, a lot harder for us to do it just solo. But yeah, get this one out for you. You're welcome. Um, ah, the sun is shining. Get yourselves outside, man. Pop this on when you're having a nice walk or something. You know, maybe walking to the shops, getting some beers in for the night. Pop this in your ears, man. Have it, have it going, have it going. Aye, this weather's absolutely gorgeous at the minute, man. Like I was fucking leaving uni. Um, I was leaving uni on uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think it was. Sun was beaming as I was leaving. I was just feeling good, man. I was, like, I was playing fucking good time by Owl City and Carly Rae Jepsen, man. I was vibing big style. Like, how can you not like that song? It's so feel good. It's just like, ah, oh, just makes you feel happy, man. Love it. Can't wait for the summer, man. Can't wait for the summer. Get me to Alba Fuera with the boys. Can't wait. But I, that's going to do it for the podcast, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed. Um, yeah, make sure to get on all the socials. Um, Blackweight FPL 
on Twitter, Alfie underscore Clark 12, for myself, Ojax Miller, for the co-host who is not here. As I mentioned in the last podcast, it was glory or death. And we came out with glory. Word to my brother George. Man like. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, have a good weekend, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.